Everyone faces questions and decisions that require insight and answers as we move forward personally, professionally, and corporately in all areas of this thing we call life in America today. Hello, this is Joe Schofield, and I invite you to tune in every Monday evening from 6 to 7 p.m. as we talk together and hear from key leaders of all ages and backgrounds about your questions. Interesting, informative, intuitive, but always encouraging. Tune us in on BBS Radio Network. Join Pastor Joe and co-hosts Ron Greer, Dr. Paul Hall, Stephanie Thayer and Dr. Craig Thayer in Raising Expectations. Well, good evening, ladies and gentlemen. I'm sure glad you're with us tonight. Great to have you with us on this week's edition of Raising Expectations. And uh, I was still thinking it was summer until our great engineer, TJ, said, no, it's really not because I shifted back into my studies. So uh, I came with my light shirt, and just to excite be, be excited about summer, I brought bottled water. So next week we'll be back to a good-looking glass of water like uh, Dr. Hobbs' lab today. So we'll be set to go there with Will. We're sure glad you're with us tonight. Where did August go? Went by so quick, and uh, but we're excited because we've been looking forward to tonight's program because uh, we have an outstanding guest for you, and uh, some of you have asked. If you want to check and find us, you can look on, on uh, Facebook and find the story each week and go directly from Facebook to any one of our, our wonderful, wonderful co-hosts because their address is right there. You can find them. So if you go right on here, you can find them. And there's Will Hobbs right there. And uh, we'll be able to, uh, to check in with you each week that way on just one of those uh, outreaches. So uh, tonight, as you know, we have a wonderful group of co-hosts. I'm Pastor Joe Schofield, and it's just great to introduce these people. I've been with a lot of people in my life, but this group of people are just cream of the crop. They're very, very special, and I can really say that tonight because I got one of my favorite pastors with me again tonight uh, who I had the privilege of working with. So we always start across the nation very quickly because people ask, and I really do get texts each week. So which one was that? Was that the one in Hawaii? I said, no, that was the one in the grass skirt. You missed that one. But (laughs) they ask us different things sometimes. So over in Lompoc, California, near Santa Barbara, we have the renown now, thanks to our giving him a new word, Dr. Paul Hall. (laughs) Renowned. Yes, yes. And he theologues, and that's a great new word. If you keep looking it up, it will appear eventually, and you'll find it. He takes the things that God's laid on his life through heart, and he shares each each week some way that's very, very special to reach each one of us. So Dr. Paul Hall is in Lompoc, California. And then you go all the way to the East Coast. We have our former California representatives to the great state of Georgia. We have we have Stephanie and Dr. Tank Thayer. Stephanie is the founder, director, CEO of Quenching Well, which uh, helps Oh, literally countless people with their health, emotionally, spiritually, and physically, especially. She's a certified health coach, and she knows how to let you get better from the inside out. And 
her husband, a very special trauma surgeon and nutrition specialist with her, the two of them together, I don't think there's any place that can match help that you can receive. And you can get a hold of them right there on Facebook. You have questions, you just go right there and they'll be able to answer them for you. And uh, we'll have them back talking about getting ready for fudge time at Christmas pretty soon. So it'll be coming before you know it. So uh, tonight, we have one of our favorite pastors also. We have Ron Greer in McKinney, Texas. And Ron called me earlier today and he was laughing, but actually he's driving to Florida and the rain was so thick. And then I got a second one back from him and it said, you know, Joe, I don't know how to say this, but uh, my right one windshield wiper quit working. So on top of everything else, he had a windshield wiper quit working. So I said, Ron, when it rains, it pours. I thought that was apropos for the moment. And he thought that was pretty good too. But Ron will be back next week. And uh, so we'll be praying for Ron as he reaches out now and heads down that direction. So um now, let's tell you about our guests real quickly and let our folks begin to share their hearts and hear from Will. Will Hobbs is an incredibly special young pastor in the state of Texas. Will is a graduate of Texas A&M. Uh, Gigum is the phrase, and they are, as you well know, there in Bryan, Texas. And uh, he is also a graduate of Southwestern Baptist Theological Seminary. He is a guy that I've watched work for many years with people. He has a heart that hears, a mind that feels, and a voice that reaches out to help people where they're hurting. Some ministers hear people, but others, they hear the heart of people. Will is one of these, just like the team that I'm blessed with each week here on Raising Expectations. So Will Hobbs, he has a wonderful wife, Lauren, had the privilege of marrying them uh, years back, and uh, two special little princess daughters. And so he is ten. with us part two. Yeah, ten, ten years ago. Ten years ago. Wow. That's wow. a decade, Joe. That's Joe. A, Joe's in oh, that's a long time. No wonder I'm feeling older. Yeah. <laughs> Will, we're so glad you're with us tonight, brother. So God bless you. He's going to share with us tonight on the subject of uh, finances, inflation, and your finances. And we're going to have some good discussion. He's got some great things to share. And then we'll just have a great round robin. I know you people get back to me each week and say, I just love that team. And I love the way they share from their hearts and what they share about. So, hey, Will. Welcome to Raising Expectations, brother. And uh, wish we had time for a cup of coffee like we did almost every morning for so quite a while there. So welcome to our show. And uh, Stephanie, lead us in. We're just around the clock. Is it left or right? It's this way. Okay. Welcome to our show, Will. We give oh, you the round. Yeah. So I got the Boy Scout thing around the clock. I've been a Scout forever. Okay. All right. Glad you're with us, Will. Good to have you. Yeah, great to be here, guys, and talk about this again. We we really had so much to cover. I don't think we covered it last time, and so Joe Schofield, uh, Joe asked me to jump on again, and we've switched. Now we have Dr. Craig and Stephanie, which is great, um, but then Ron is, uh, we're missing one. We're one down, so... Um, Okay, so yeah, last time, just as a quick refresher, inflation's high. I pulled a study that said it was about 8.6, 8.7%. But that was back in June, I believe, when we talked last. Um, I read a little from a Bloomberg article um, talking about just different inflation rates around the nation, really high. Then we talked about um, Baby Steps Millionaires. We walked through the seven baby steps and creating a little bit of margin in your budget. So what we didn't cover... 
Um, and a little bit of what I want to talk about tonight is number one is a refresher from last time. I think um, the two basic principles that should guide us in our money regarding inflation, because inflation, I don't need to say this really. I mean, do I need to have an inflation intro? I really don't think I do. Everyone's feeling it. Uh, and so that just speaks for itself. You feel it different, um, differently in different places, obviously, but everybody's feeling it. So two principles. Number one, we talked about this a little last time, Joe uh, and Paul. Number one, work hard. I think we should all be doing that. We're created to do that. If we're physically able, we should be doing that. And then number two, and maybe we can go into this a little bit more tonight. Number two is budget. So that's um, typically anxiety over money is usually tied to feeling out of control and not knowing where my money's coming from or not knowing where my money's going. That's a huge source of anxiety. So a big part of the cure for that anxiety is the budget. People say that's a cuss word in some homes, right? People say, well, what, what is the budget? Well, it's, it's simply making a plan for your money. Um, it's telling your money where to go instead of wondering where it went. And basically it's sitting down the month prior, even if it's the last day of the month, I don't care. And making a plan for the month ahead. Where's my money coming in? How much is that? What's that look like? Let's write that down. Let's put it in a software, a spreadsheet, piece of paper, something even in the notes app on my phone, if I need to. And then that's the first part. And the second part is where's my money need to go. And then I'm, I'm giving every single dollar that comes in an assignment. So a little bit of what I wanted to talk about tonight and you guys throw questions if you have them, obviously. Um, but a little bit of what I wanted to talk about tonight is creating margin in your budget. So, okay, if I'm going to do this process where I'm having to figure out what's coming in and what's going out, um, because we can't just spend endlessly and take on more and more and more, more debt. That's not sustainable. Um, I'm not going to get into politics right now, but that, that is not sustainable in our households. We should not be doing that in our households. Um, so yeah, so to start off, I'll just, I'm going to, I want to throw some ideas out there. I want to share some practical steps that any listeners could take to create some margin, to have some buffer between them and disaster, them and a crisis. So number one would be to go back to the baby steps from last time. Number one would be baby step one. That's $1,000 in an emergency fund. If you make under 20000 a year, something like that, uh, it can be $500. $1,000 emergency fund. Now, this is for an emergency. An emergency is not, oh, the pizza delivery guy just showed up at my front door. I forgot. That's not an emergency. An emergency is my car broke down. Um, I'm between jobs, something like that. So that emergency fund, that thousand bucks keeps an emergency from turning into a crisis. This, I think a question to ask is where can I cut back on spending to handle inflation? So anytime inflation comes, normally it's what, two to 3%, but this year it's higher. It's eight to nine. Some people are estimating just slightly different numbers, but um, so to answer that question, here's the simple formula. I either have to increase my income and Ron and I talked a little bit last time about the potential, the possibility of moving. I might have to move from where I am to increase my income. That's a possibility. Um, there's a, 
Well, we won't get into that either. I was talking about moving. If y'all haven't seen this, you can look at a national uh, map and it's color coded of all the states of where people are moving out of. It's got a color and uh, how dark the color is, is the severity of how many people have left that state. And then it's got the states people are moving into and that's color coordinated too. It's interesting to see. Um, I think okay, we have number colors two. on that map. Yeah. Yes. Oh, are y'all, Georgia is yeah. on there. Well, yeah, we moved from California to Georgia last year. I knew Georgia was up there. I knew, I know Tennessee is really high up there, especially the Nashville area. Florida is huge. I mean, apparently Ron's going to Florida too. So, uh, (laughs) for a while. So, (laughs) so let's zoom in a little bit on cutting expenses. What can I do to to cut some expenses to create some margin in my life? A little more buffer to where there's a little more distance between me and a crisis, me and disaster. Um, So I'm going to throw some ideas out there. You guys jump in. Um, Here's the practical list for our listeners. I'm just going to get super practical with us tonight. Last week, I think we spoke a little more ideologically tonight. It's just super practical. Uh, Number one, water bill. Does my grass have to be as green as the nicest golf course in my city? No, I don't think so. So, you know, if you're not getting a lot of rain, you might cut back on that. You might go old school. My grandpa grew up in the great depression, uh, part of his childhood. So here's what he did. He would get in the shower and I always made fun of him for doing this when I was a kid, but now I get it. He'd get in the shower, wet soap up, turn the water off, bathe himself. He's still in the shower, right? Same time, but the water's off, bathe himself, and when he's ready, ready to rinse off, he turned the water back on and then he rinsed off. And I mean, that uses about a fourth as much water, if not less. And so just ideas like that, where can I be creative? Where can I, number two, electricity bill. Um, our state, I think is unique in this. Texas lets you choose your own power broker. I think a lot of states don't do that. So if you live in Texas, you can go on power to choose.org. And that lets you shop around for different electricity rates. I would not recommend coming to the table to shop in the summer. Um, That's when your rates are pretty much going to be highest because peak demand season. But um, if you can come to the, if, if you've, if you're already too late for that and you're already getting in a new contract in the summer, if you could set it instead of 12 months, have it expire, no matter what you need to do, 18 months, six months, three months, nine months, have it expire, not in the summer. So you're coming to the table to shop. Now that any plan that takes you through the summer, any electricity contract that takes you through the summer is going to include their best guess average for that higher summer cost. But overall, it's still going to be a little bit cheaper. You're going to see some lower overall rates. And sometimes like this summer, they're going to guess low and you're going to come out ahead. Go ahead, Stephanie. I have a thought too. Okay. I shouldn't even admit it. I have never changed an air filter ever until like three months ago. Okay, so if you have the big one, you should be changing it like at least every two, three months. Yes. But if you have a small one, it may be every month. If you have pets or you have someone with an allergy, it's even more. But I have, um, I do networking and there's a guy in there that's an HVAC guy. And he said, if you put, some of them are really fancy and really expensive. If you attach the, the thing and it's like super suction cup, that's how hard your system is going to work to move the air. Don't yes. get one unless you have a significant medical need for it. He said, honestly, get those cheap ones and they'll allow airflow. You may be spending more on electricity, 
because of that. And you need to replace them because it will also save you on electricity. Right. I was horrified when I saw what it looks like. How dirty it was. Yeah. So I change it now every month. I'm good. Every month. That's yeah. good. That's a great tip. I had an eight. Go ahead. No, I was just going to say, and I got back after she done that and realized, man, the flow from the vents is crazy. <laughs> And speaking of costs, that'll keep your HVAC repairs down. Um, I had an, I had an HVAC guy tell me if you don't, if you use the wrong filter or especially if you're not changing it, it'll cause your blower motor to run at too high of an amperage that it's designed for. And it'll burn out early sometimes. Yeah. It's just, it hurts the whole system. Your coils get dirty. It can't cool as efficiently. And those things are like, Two, three dollars. They're no, not yeah, expensive. Yeah. yeah. Cheap. Cheap, yeah. cheap, cheap. You don't have to buy 3M ones, although those I'm sure are nice for uh, allergies. But yeah, you yeah. don't always have to do that. Yeah. So if you're in another state where you can't shop for power, yeah, where can I? Does that light have to stay on? Do I do I have to have it at 73? Can is 75 okay? You know, just think of these things to to try to cut back. I would say these are just ideas. People out there, look, you're going to do some of these things. Some of these things you're going to say, that's ridiculous. I'm not going to try that. But if you try most of these, I think you'll be surprised at how much money you'll save in your budget, how much margin it'll buy you. It adds up quickly. I have another thought too, those smart thermostats, and you can get some that are not very expensive, but you can set it. If you are at work all day, you do not need your house at 73. You don't. You just simply don't, right? And so you can set it and it becomes smart and more efficient for you. So it's a great thing to do. Yeah, 77 or 8 when you're gone, if you want to bump it down right before you get home so it's cooler when you get home. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I have a buddy who keeps it at 69 all day, but I'm sitting there going, I don't want to pay that (laughs) electricity bill. Power to you, man. So. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, internet bill, internet bill. So a lot of times people will jump onto an internet plan. The internet plan will have a set price for a certain amount of months, three months, six months, sometimes even 12, and then it'll go up, it'll bump up. And they're betting on you. Sometimes the same thing with electricity in Texas, they're betting on you that you're not going to pay attention. Guess what? If you budget, if you don't budget, you're, you might not notice if you budget, you're absolutely going to notice. Cause you said, wait a second, I only budgeted $65, let's say for internet this month. 75, whatever it is, 60, 50, 40. I think in Dallas, we paid 38 for high speed. And out here, we paid more than double that. So it depends on where you are. Um, It's going to go up. You're going to notice that amount went up by double. And you say, wait a second. And that gives you the chance to remind yourself that, oh, I just fell off of a contract. I'm month to month. So shop around, shop different companies, say, hey, what what are y'all offering right now? Don't be afraid to do that. It's a simple phone call. It's going to save you hundreds of bucks um, cable bill, same story. I would say internet. I, I'm going to, that's borderline want need. I'm going to really put that in the need category for a lot of us, especially if we're working, doing work from home, but cable bill, my recommendation, if you're struggling because of inflation right now, cut the cable, cut the cord. I mean, I'm not being paid by any of the streamers to say this, but <laughs> cut the court. I mean, I know people that are spending 100, 150, yes. 200, and, and um, we don't have cable. We have not had cable for several years, and we don't really miss it. I especially don't miss the commercials. So um, there's a lot of streaming apps out there. Some people end up falling into the streaming app trap 
So what they do is they cut cable and then they get this app, Hulu, then they get Netflix, then they get um, Philo, then they get, uh, you know, keep name it, um, HBO Max. Then they get all these other. Paramount and ESPN. Paramount, ESPN. And then they have eight of them and they're paying as much as they were paying with cable. That's not. So what, what you could do is you could have one or two at a time. That's what we do. We have no more than two at a time. Um, Prime is always one for us you know, prime and me paying me to say that, but just because we do Amazon prime shipping. So we already have a TV. And then the other one, we rotate what it is. So we'll do one for a month, oh. jump on to the next one for a month. Ooh, they have this documentary on Netflix. Let's go back to that. You know? Yeah. So that's what we do. That keeps the costs really low and you're still getting pretty good content. Uh, phone bill, cell phones. Oh my gosh. I don't want to ask y'all what your cell phone bills are. Um, what we did we went uh, prepaid and cut our phone bill in half. So a lot of times if you go with a discount cell phone plan, um, there's nothing wrong with doing this if you want to do this. But a lot of times that discount includes shipping, um, exporting customer service overseas to the Philippines probably or something like that, the Philippine call centers. Um, and if you want to play that game, do that. That's, that's a way to save money. A lot of times you have to install a separate uh, SIM card into your phone to do that. What we did with uh, was we're with one of the major phone companies. You know, there's what, three or four majors. We're with one of the majors. All we did was walk in there and go, hey, we want to do prepaid. Our phone bill went from um, 180 something a month to with tax now with eight gigs of data per line, which we never use because we're always on Wi-Fi. Uh, $66.16 with tax for two lines. Wow. So you don't have to spend a fortune. Now you got to pay cash for your phone. You you don't have phone insurance. That's just a basic prepay plan. But to me, budget wise, that was a no brainer. So um, holy cow. Um, I, I have a friend. We have a friend. He's, he's a multimillionaire. He'll live one yeah. time a second. Yeah. We got the boys newer phones we have teenagers because there was some deal or something it was like buy one get one free and i'm i'm a coupon girl but we're dave ramsey family too so um, hey, hey all right i teach this class found out that we had like a old three or an old five iphone i don't even remember it's like how much do you want for it he was so excited that was what he upgraded to for his new phone this guy has an excessive amount of money and i laughed so hard and i said this is one of the reasons you're so wealthy and no one, no one knows. Like we went to their house when they paid off their house, they had a party and there were only four families. So we know, but it cracks me up because most people would go, Oh, I want the new one. $1,200. No problem. Just bill me. Right. Yes. And that adds up and some millionaires do that, but the majority of millionaires, statistically speaking, uh, y'all said Dave Ramsey, he did the largest study of millionaires ever done in North America, over 10,000 of them. Some of them are in the Ramsey camp already. So the data points are going to match up, but a lot of them weren't. Uh, and so what he found was very interesting. What he found was that most of them, not all, most of them, their behavior points look like everyday people. They um, actually, not even that it's even lower. Uh, and what I mean by that is they keep their cars longer. Uh, they drive a car with more miles on it. Um, should I throw name brands out there, Joe? But I get in trouble. I've already done that with cell phone. Might as well. I I, the the top car brands were Toyota and Honda. 
and Ford, I think was a close third. F-150, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So not to throw the other brands under the bus, I'm just saying they, they buy a Toyota, they drive it two, three, 400,000 miles. They don't, yeah. they have a, they have a uh, eight to 10 year old car or older. Like you said, uh, Stephanie, they pay off their house. Um, the average is seven years, but some a little more, but they pay their house off early. So what they realize is they don't utilize much debt uh, to, to build wealth. They build wealth without utilizing a massive amount of debt. And that culture tells us the opposite almost of that. And I think this guy, his car is like 15 years old. It's like exactly what you are describing. You have a 15 year old. Okay. Yeah. He does. Yeah. No, his car, the guy that wanted the phone is, you know, very, it's not what you would expect. And people get it backwards. They think if you're a millionaire, you don't have to drive that. No, no, no. You're backwards. I'm a millionaire. No, I'm not. I'm a millionaire because I drove that for a long time and I invested the difference and I didn't take on a lot of debt. So you know what you have when you don't have debt? Money. So I invested that that money. Exactly. Hey, Will. Yeah. Guess what car I'm driving? Uh, last last time same I knew one. you had a Toyota Camry. Are you still That's in? It. Same one yeah. you drove. Me. Same one. Just <laughs> all the one I broke today was. Oh, yeah. I just keep going. When I get out of my 09 Sierra, I am, uh, because they tr- typically have transmission issues about 150,000 miles, um, I'm getting into 4Runner, and I'm never looking back. So, Those are great cars. My best friend has one. Yeah, they're fantastic. So anyway, Toyota is not paying me, by the way. I, just, I feel like Scotty Kilmer. You know, he, he always talks about how great Toyota is, and he said, they don't pay me. Um, gas expense. Hello. That we feel inflation at the pump. Uh, can I carpool to work? Is work from home ever an option? Part time, part time office, part time home, etc. Um, can I move closer to work if I'm renting, especially? So just I'm throwing ideas at, at y'all and at the listeners just to say, look, there's hope out there. There's there's other ideas. Excuse me. Then oh, I have to live in this situation where my my expenses are more than my income every single month be, because of inflation um a lot of times there's a cure for that groceries okay when you start budgeting if you've never budgeted eating out is well food in general but especially eating out is one of the is usually other than debt payments it's the number one thing that eats up people's budgets i mean what what do y'all think? I mean, do you go out to eat a lot um, versus buying groceries and cooking and eating leftovers? No, well, you don't go out to eat. You get food grubber or Uber or Lyft. Or- <laughs> Dangerous. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Delivery. No, no I'm just kidding. Do they deliver? <laughs> no, I mean, I think to me that was the, it was shocking to actually look where your money was going. Yes. It's like people who, yeah, $100 right there. Going yeah. out with coworkers, not that, I mean, because there's a social aspect. I think it's really important to get out of your yeah. desk 
That's yeah. why, by the way, that's why employers bring you food because they know that you'll keep working. You need to get up. There's something about that, right? And move around. But I was hoping you'd talk about groceries. I um, I was horrified. I think we started Dave Ramsey in 2010. I was stunned how much we spent on groceries. And then I added eating out. Eating out was almost as much as groceries. Yep. And I, you know, with health coaching, we replace people's groceries. So I often ask them how how much they eat out and how much they spend on groceries. Most people don't know the answer to either one of those questions. No, and when I right. say what our program costs, they, and I go, well, you probably spend more than this. And so I, ha- I actually have some tips and I was thinking, what was that lady's name? I started following someone on YouTube. I love couponing. It doesn't work in every state. It's a ton of work. It's kind of a pain in the patootie. Um, it can work. Um, it, it wasn't good in California, but this one woman talked about looking for certain price points and especially for meat right now, eggs, those kinds of things, right? One of the best things you can do is shop the weekly ad. What is on sale this week? If I see like today, I saw chicken breast on sale for $2.99. I bought 10 packs of it because that is crazy. It's never that price. But if you don't know what the prices are, you're not going to know, right? So I'm going to freeze that because we go through a lot of chicken. If you could buy local, a local farmer's market, a lot of times you'll get organic, but it's not, they haven't gone through the process. It's very expensive for a local farm to be organic and you'll pay a fraction and you'll get local produce that is fresh because at the grocery store, they pick it too early with your local farmer. They pick it in its correct ripeness, which is why it tastes so delicious. But just those simple things can save you significantly. And the, the woman I'm thinking of, if I can find it, I'll send it to you, Joe. Maybe you can put it in show notes. But she has like a price point that you want to look for now because groceries have gone up so drastically. Yeah. Uh, a piece of advice for Joe and Paul. The price of the ingredients, the fudge goes way up in November. I'm looking for the ads. I'm checking the ads. Whatever it takes for the fudge. That's right, for Christmas. <laughs> October. <laughs> that's not that's not Stephanie approved. I don't think. Is that? You know, I always say you have to have whatever your favorite thing is at Christmas. You have to have it. So that's okay. Joke. All right. The Christmas is fine. All right. Okay. Third year. That's Good. right. <laughs> but yeah, I think it's important to remind people with groceries that your your oven is for cooking food. A lot of people, it's just it's there to collect dust, and they don't use it. So that's eating leftovers. Look, you don't have to eat them two weeks later, but eating leftovers at least one more time that, you know, you can do it. You won't die. Uh, yeah. I have another ahead. one. I thought, yeah. of, um, okay. I know it sounds, this is like home ec class. I'm sorry, but make a meal That's plan. What this is. Literally make a meal plan. If you decide for five nights, what you're going to eat and you have that list and you stick to the list. And if your grocery store does free online where you can just stay and they come out to you, guess what? You won't buy all the end cap stuff because those are all impulse buys. They know you'll buy them. They're not on sale. And then that way, because usually you're going to end up with leftovers, then you're fine. Five nights worth or even four nights worth. You're going to end up with enough. There's, I I read a thing that over 30% of groceries get tossed in the trash because they go bad. Wow. So you're also overbuying. By 30%, if that stat's accurate. Yes. Wow. Sorry. Thank you. (laughs) You know, Costco and here we have Sam's Club. I wish we had Costco as well, but uh, Sam's Club. Where do they put the paper products? One of the 
biggest items people are going in there for is paper. Where do they put it? They put it in the back somewhere. Why do they do that? Like you said, Stephanie, it's, it's not um, because they want you to get your exercise. It's you're going to have to walk past the guy cooking the bacon samples. You're going to have to walk past the girl with the cookie sample that you can smell it. They don't, they don't, they're not concerned with maintaining your blood sugar level while you shop. They, and it's not evil. It's just good marketing. They want you to impulse buy this item. So yeah, that's a great point. I think if you're doing delivery um, or even if you're going with a grocery list that meet, that fits your budget, if you have the discipline to stick with the list, that that, that okay. would help. You. I have two things at Costco. So there's two things that they sell that they lose money on. One is the hot dog. Okay. Who does not love the hot dog? Yes. Says a health coach. You're in, go to the food court and get the hot dog. Okay. Right. The second, their rotisserie chicken. They sell it at a deep discount because they know it gets people over by the bakery, the prepared foods, which are very expensive. Grab a couple of those rotisserie chickens. If you don't like to turn on your oven, you, you have an amazing protein right there from that chicken. Wow. That's, That's right. Really yeah. don't the, don't the samples at Costco count as going out to dinner? I th- I thought it did. You know the rule is the rule is at Costco, so I understand they'll give you as much as you ask for. Wow, let's well, make a couple that's rounds. That's make what I read. Rounds, <laughs> call, and then you're done. rounds, you got dinner. It's good. That that will save you money. Yeah, that's right. Sure. Amen. How are we doing, Will? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's the best idea right there, actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. Stephanie, you mentioned this. I had this on my list too. Yeah, coupons with eating out. A lot of people, Retail Me Not, uh, other websites, Honey is an app um, that can that can help you with coupons. So yeah, just finding coupons out there is huge. A lot of people don't realize we'll have pizza night once a month with the kids and um, I think the large pizza we get is normally 13 or so. Uh, you you take it home and bake it yourself so it's not prepared. So it's a cheap, little cheaper. And um, I have a $3 off online coupon. So, I mean, just little stuff like that adds up. Amen. Um, entertainment expense. That's another big one. Do I have to see it in the movie theater? You know, if it's Top Gun 2, the answer is probably yes. Yes. So good. If, if it's most of the other ones, I mean, look, I grew up with, uh, y'all grew up with maybe something slightly different. I grew up with a Mitsubishi TV that was curved screen was not much bigger than my computer screen here, a little bit bigger. And, you know, when we played James Bond Goldeneye on Nintendo 64 and we killed each other and the blood ran down the screen, it looked like <laughs> Pepto-Bismol. <laughs> so that's the quality of TV. Nowadays we have flat screens. They're relatively inexpensive. You can spend a lot, but you can spend less. We have sound bars with subwoofers. It's like you have a dang stereo system, uh, almost like you have the movie theater in your living room. So I just think, wow, um, there's so much that you can rent for seven, six or seven bucks instead of spending 20 plus food, you know, 30, a cool 30 bucks that you just blew to go to the theater. Unless it's Top Gun. If it's Top Gun, I don't know. I think you probably have to go. It was really good in the theaters. And I agree. We like to stay home. But And I'm not even a Tom Cruise fan. If you have not yeah. seen that movie in the theater, you need to go do it. You should. And 
Yeah. Is that uh, does that come out of your emergency fund? I think maybe. I don't know. <laughs> Might categorize. Yeah, budget for the top gun. Budget for yeah. the top gun. I was surprised at how close relative well, okay, surviving a 10G fallout, that was pretty fantastical. But I was surprised at how most of it stuck to the original. It was pretty realistic. They handled it well. One of the actresses was actually an Air Force, is an Air Force pilot. She's a fantastic actress too. I, I was shocked and I thought they they did um they did a good job with it. Although there was a pilot, um, I have a good buddy who's going into the Navy pilots program this later this year, and he was telling me there is a pilot that survived a um a Mach three, I think. Mach three uh crash. He woke up before he hit the ground, in other words, and pull, was able to pull his chute. So, but 10, Mach 10, or what did he hit? Mach 10? I, I'm thinking. I think okay. 10, yeah, that was that was the bench. Yeah. Mach 3, <laughs> that's been done, I think. But, okay, that, that was maybe pushing it. Um, clothing expense, unless all your clothes are falling apart and you need them for work, you don't have to go out and buy clothes tomorrow, you know? So, you can make clothes last. You can wash them on the gentle cycle. Don't dry them all the way. Hang them because the dryer wears them out. Um, you know, dry clean the ones you have to dry clean. The ones you don't, just wash them and iron them. You know, there there is such a thing called an ironing board and an iron. And you can still, instead of paying the dry cleaner to do all of that, uh, if it's a shirt, you can just wash. Done, right? So, am I have the anti wrinkle. Yeah. Okay. Right I have it. a suggestion. This is probably more of a ladies thing, but um, trade your clothes. We would have parties where we would just get together because girls want to change their fashion or they get sick of, you know, I have nothing to wear in their closet is full. Bring yeah. the things you don't wear anymore. This actually is a hand-me-down from my girlfriend. She gave it to me last month. I love it. Right. So um, that's a wonderful. And if you really want to have fun, you can go the same girlfriend who gave me this actually makes it a, a point to go to Goodwill in every town and find a cool outfit. And she'll come over. She's like, this was $3. And she finds the most fantastic set. Yes. Expensive stuff. Yeah. So if you really need something nice, you don't have to go to Nordstrom. And I love Nordstrom, but it's not necessary. Right. Right. And what we do is we do a Christmas travel, see family slash shopping trip. It's kind of one of our splurges. So we work it into the vacation. So a lot of the stores right after Christmas have some of their biggest clearances, clothing have some of their biggest clearances of the year. So what we do, that's part of our budgeted for the vacation. And that's when we buy our clothes. So even if we are at, um, I love, I love Neiman Marcus. I don't think it's needless markup. It's uh, high quality, amazing stuff. So, I, so we'll go there, the one by Grapevine Mills by the airport in Dallas, Fort Worth, and they have a clearance store. So it's Neiman's, but it's clearance. Yeah. So I, I almost, I almost never pay retail for any clothing. And so Steinmart, I cried when it left our town, but, but uh, <laughs> yeah. stuff like that, uh, Ross, you know, the clearance shop, the clearance rack, the clearance stores, if, if you have one close by. So that's what I do. I'll shop once or twice a year for clothes. I'll just make it count when I'm there because I'm buying because I'm paying clearance. So mm -hmm. if you think ahead with some simple stuff like that, you can. I mean, Callaway golf shirt. I got this online on sale. I, I don't pay retail for anything. I I, I almost refuse. Maybe belts because they don't go on sales often. But yes, yeah, that's a good point. Kids. 
do the same for kids. Like, because you know that the summer, if you wait till summer to buy, of course, the bathing suit's going to be so much more, but he just mentioned, so I love, I love Kate Spade dresses. Some women might know they are like $400 or something ridiculous. They have pockets. They're double lined. You feel like a princess. It's more than my wedding dress costs. Okay. Poshmark has used, or I have two of them that I got brand new with tags on $40. Wow. Yes. And so if you know what you like, you can have nice things that someone else never even wore. Yes, please. I will take that. (laughs) Right. right. I have four of those dresses now and I wear them all the time. A lot of people don't realize the markup and, um, in clothing and not so much leather products, but a lot of the clothing shoes. Oh my gosh. Shoes. Um, yeah. A buddy of mine sells, well, again, we won't go there on, on particulars, I guess, for what I'm about to say, but he sells, uh, shoes and different clothing lines and multiple shoe lines, high quality running shoes, stuff like that. And, um, what they cost him, he told me one day, <laughs> it floored me. So even when you think, oh, that's a $160 shoe, um, I can't get that. If they do have clearance, they are willing to go, sometimes even lower than what they have it posted for, because they're still making a little bit of money off of it. Um, I realize they have their overhead and their their location and cost, but yeah, Stephanie, that's a great, yeah, just shop, sales, Thank you reminded me. Oh, and, and, Dr. Craig. Well, yeah, the other thing that's neat about the other thing that's neat about Poshmark, and this may be for your budget too. We have a we have a child that's very sensitive and had eczema and allergies. We didn't know what was going on. I started mm. making our own laundry detergent when he was four. I spend less than ten dollars a year on laundry oh. detergent, homemade, super simple. But he likes things that don't have seams. And okay. so it's hard to find. And I will go on Poshmark and find those favorite and I get his shirts for $6 and they get sent because there's certain brands and you know, then it's out of, they don't make it anymore or whatever. So if you like something particular, you can do that. Like we would have free money. Each of us, we would do $50 a month. Well, you could have that shirt instead of going to Starbucks. Like if you were deciding how you want to spend your free money, right. 50 bucks is a lot of money. And, and everybody have every home makes their own budget. But for example, you know, we often found before I forget, we often found that we wouldn't spend our own money. And a lot of times we would do micro loans as um, tithe. We would just give extra and we would pick people all over the country and just started giving micro loans because we realized we didn't actually need that extra money that we thought we needed. Hmm. Yeah. Well, whatever gifting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what's cool is you guys said you started financial peace in 2010. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. So what's cool is what you guys may have heard this then, uh, what Ramsey is finding, what Ramsey solutions and their team is finding is that a lot of these millionaires, this is backwards too uh, about millionaires. They think, well, who'd you steal that from? Um, oh, you must've gotten an inheritance. The vast majority of them did not go to a prestigious school. The majority of them did not uh, receive any inheritance that caused them to cross the millionaire net worth line. Um, the majority of them didn't luck out or win the lottery. And this was surprising to me. Um, not so much, but it is to a lot of people. Uh, the majority of them are outrageously generous. Amen. They have integrity. They don't cheat people. They worked hard. And 
most markets, if there's free access to information, uh, won't be okay with someone. Look, where's Bernie Madoff? He's in prison. Okay, I, I don't mean to just dog on his family. I'm just using him as an, a popular. Everybody knows that name. That's it. The market corrects those guys. Maybe not overnight, but over time, the market corrects those guys. It catches them. It says, uh-uh, too far. That's unethical. They lose their business or they lose their customers or they go to prison or all three. And so, yeah, a, a lot of the wealthy people and, and why we're talking about inflation. We're talking about building margin. Why are we talking about all this? Over time, if you get on better financial footing and build wealth, you have the chance, Stephanie, like you were saying, to be generous with that wealth. And what blew me away was the level to which a lot of these millionaires are outrageously generous, that they're not sitting on their pile of money. That old cartoon I used to watch as a kid, DuckTales, and their uncle had this tower of gold and he would swim in it. Um, Most millionaires don't do that. There are a few that do that, I'm sure. But most millionaires don't do that. They're everyday people. They're everyday Joes. Joe, <laughs> they're and and they're able to be generous because they have this extra money. So yeah, all of these areas where we spend money add up to a huge savings. I think if you're actually serious about doing it. So anybody that's thinking about this, I mean, I, part of my challenge to you would be number one: start uh, take if you haven't taken take a financial peace university class or something similar. Many churches offer it. Some companies will offer it at their company. Some community centers will have stuff like that, community college. Um, if you've already taken financial peace, start your own class. You get Ramsey Plus membership for free for a year if you do one class a year or more. So start your own class. You can do it digitally. You don't even have to leave your house. Um, you would need internet for it, high-speed internet. But yeah, you don't even have to leave your house. Um, number two, ask people who are struggling if they if they want to meet with you, or if you're the one who's struggling, tap somebody, you know, who actually cares, somebody at your church, your neighbor, who is always interested in how your kids are doing and actually acts like they care your coworker. Um, or if you're the person who can help ask someone who's struggling, if they want to sit down over coffee and, and talk and look, they can turn you down. You're not getting nosy all into their business. You're just, you're, you're, you're letting them know you care and you're there to talk. Hey, if you ever want to talk about anything, I know you mentioned so-and-so bill last month, you know, we, we had dealt with some struggles with bills too. And, and we got ahead with these great money p- principles that are real and important. And if you want to talk about that over coffee, let's do it 30 minutes this week. You know, so that's, that's how easy this thing can be just to get the ball rolling. That's what I would challenge anybody listening to do because don't wait on somebody else to do it. Um, you can make the difference, turn around and do it. So anybody have any thoughts or want to jump in? Well, that was good, Will. And just for a second there, uh, speaking of, uh, speaking of what you're doing, looking ahead or helping that way. um, We did have somebody give a a donation this, this past week to our program and uh, you know what they could do. And like you say, Stephanie, whatever people can do really does help us. And that's all that matters because God, Took seven fishes and how many loaves, guys? Do you remember? And that's all it was. He took care of it. So, so hey, folks, we want to tell you that we could use your help. And uh, 
Stephanie has a word she wants to share. Ron called me from Florida to tell me that for her. I've been nominated to do this well because I'm the non-pastor. So the world takes money. We're talking about it. Um, as you budget, you know, maybe you forgo that Starbucks or maybe you forgo that eating out or whatever. And um, you can donate here. You can donate to a lot of wonderful organizations, especially your home church. If you'd like to donate, you can go to bbsradio.com forward slash raising expectation. Their expectations, uh, there is no uh, amount that is too small. It can go, you know, unfortunately, it takes money to broadcast. So we appreciate anything uh, that you guys can offer. We sure do. We thank you. Thank you, Stephanie. Hey, we have got, uh, we have got, where's my clock? Oh, there it is. We still got about nine minutes. So let's roll. Thank you, Stephanie. Paul, appreciate it. Yeah, Paul, Paul you're always quiet. Yeah, well, no. Yeah, I guess. I did a little checklist here. As Will was speaking about, you know, possibilities that you could do and uh, living in Lompoc, California, which is just north of Santa Barbara, uh, I discovered by talking, I don't have to worry about water bills because California has no water. OK, uh, <laughs> we have to get it from somebody else. OK, uh, the, our electricity, we have no options with electricity except city. We have to buy from the city. Uh God, however, manages to keep our temperature at a cool 68 degrees. You know, we're four miles from the ocean. It, it, it's it's pretty nice. Uh, regarding organic, uh, God blessed us with a neighbor about three or four houses down, and he is a he is a uh, foreman at one of the ranches here in Lompoc. They grow a lot of uh, vegetables and things. And about once a month, he blesses us with. Uh, a, a huge box of broccoli, cauliflower, two kinds of lettuce, carrots, celery. He just drops it off in front of the house. And it's such a joy because there's no way that Kelly, my wife, and I can eat that. So it's fun to pass it around and, you know, and, and, and share. So that, that's really good. And then, you know, we talked about fudge. Uh, Lompoc. Lompoc has about 16 dispensaries right now, uh, and all of our fudge is late with THC, so we don't really worry about anything, uh, you know, anything like that. And then uh, I, I talked well, about money. the samples. And Will, you, you mentioned cars. I, I really, and seriously, I am blessed. We do have a 2004 Forerunner that has 264,000 miles on it. Hey. Watch. I mean, it's it's just it's just yeah. going to go and go and go and go. It's made. It's made. I, yeah. I have a 2008 Saturn, which isn't manufactured anymore, but it's got it. It's a Saturn Sky. It's a little two seater, and it's got 52,000. So it's going to go. You know how much longer? Uh, but all of that. You know, I, I I said some of that tongue in cheek, but. It brings me to a question, Will, and you, you sound like a really disciplined person, you know, you and, and of course, Tank and Steph, and I know Ron Greer is, there's no question about that, uh, and, and Joe, uh, you know, good stuff, but what do you say, what do you say to someone who seems to get the hives when you talk about money, okay? Uh Give a little insight, you know, on how maybe you've approached people. I, a while ago, you talked about asking them if they'd like to get together and talk, you know, and, and things like that. But do you have any other ideas? Because people are really struggling, and, and usually it's a conspiracy of silence. They don't talk about it. Mm -hmm. uh, they hurt, 
and, and they're really underwater. Uh, yeah. But, but you know, what, what approach, can you give us a couple of practical steps, approaches to make? Yeah. We got four minutes, go. <laughs> I, I see it, Joe. I'm oh, trained sorry. to watch Joe. So look, I, uh, we, that goes way back when we worked together. Um, yeah, I would just simply say this might be too high of a flyover for you, Paul, but, but, um, or, or too general. I hope it's not. Um, I would simply say insert hope wherever you can, whether it's, Hey, my church is hosting this class. Do you want to come? Well, maybe they won't. Okay. Hey, um, you know, let's do coffee once a week at Starbucks, Stephanie, no, or at whatever store you have them over to the house. You make coffee a lot cheaper if you want to do that. Hey, let's have coffee once a week and let's, um, let's just talk about life. I, if you want me to pray with you, I can do that. Uh, you know, a lot of times those conversations can lead to where they're struggling. And then you're not just coming at it, Paul, like, Hey, let's talk about your money. You know? Uh, yeah. That's going to make a lot of people uncomfortable, but then you have the inroad. They know they trust you. They know they can trust you with their privileged information. And then it might surface a few money things. So you may hit that money thing and then move on to the next thing that's not money. And they don't feel like you're just, oh, he bombarded me with this money talk. Yeah. It's a sensitive topic. Yeah. Well, it's where we live. I mean, yeah. Everybody's dealing with it. Yeah. So- I, I would love to say that we we have now been doing budgeting for, I guess, 12 years, and we do it wrong almost every month. There is something that we miss, but we have a blueprint, and it is a discipline. Like, it's it's like exercising a muscle, it and is. most of us are not taught it. No one teaches us how to manage, how to balance, like, what you do. And so give yourself grace because uh, a lot of us have to, like us included, have to do really stupid before we figure out how to not do stupid. And um, it's yep. something that you should be doing every month. I don't care how broke or how wealthy you are. You you will have more money available to you if you attempt a budget. Right. And do it wrong. <laughs> Amen. Well, Will, that, that was great. We've got two minutes. How could people get a hold of you if they might have a question? Uh, do you have an address where they can maybe email or text you? Oh, sure. Absolutely. You can call uh, number is 432. Long distance doesn't matter anymore, right? Because we've all got cell phones. Yeah, um, email is the best way to reach me. Let me go ahead and give you the number 432-682-3842. And that's the number to our church. 432-682-3842. It's Kelview Heights Baptist Church. We're in Midland, Texas. So we're in the middle of, if you watch Friday Night Lights, we're right there. Email uh, it's typically best because obviously I get that everywhere. I get that immediately uh, somewhat. That's will at Kelview.com. Super easy. W-I-L-W-I-L-L at Kelview, K-E-L-V-I-E-W.com. Will at Kelview.com. So, yeah. Well, tell you, Will. Go ahead, Tank. You have a thought? Tell me what no, you're that's, that's really awesome. Yeah. Oh, amen. Amen. All right. Well, hey, brother, we love and appreciate you. And uh, you're just one of the lights in my life. You bless my life every time I think about you. So God bless you and your precious ladies, the whole crew. And uh, we'll be we'll be in touch. And we should like to have you back again. We'll be back in touch. Sure. I know you helped a lot of people tonight. So on behalf of everybody, since Stephanie, you have a thought real quick. Don't don't tell your daughter, but I'm sad she didn't hop in on the show. 
Because <laughs> she made all the other ones. Yeah. This is yeah. the first one she didn't, I think. Yeah. We're going to get calls and letters on that. You tell Lauren we're going to be in trouble. But anyway, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, we're so glad you did tune in. And uh, Pastor Will Hobbs, Kelby Heights Baptist Church right there in Midland, Texas. And get a hold of him. He blesses lives all the time because he walks with the Lord and he loves him with all of his heart. Thanks for blessing us, Will. And uh, thanks. Thanks, yeah. team. Love all of you. And we'll be back before you know it in a week. We'll be with, uh, who is it, Paul? Your favorite uh, town hall magazine? Who's with us? Kurt Schlichter. Kurt Schlichter will be with us. That's right. Next week, yeah. Schlichter is, is uh, really an fun. Irishman. Not really, but anyway, he'll be with us next week. Yeah. God bless you all. And uh, Will, God bless you guys, okay? Will, we'll thank you. Thanks, Dick. Thanks, Dick. Thanks for having me on. Oh, yeah. we're blessed to have you, brother. See you, P2. All right, here it comes. <laughs> See you later. Friends, thanks for joining us on this week's program of Raising Expectations. We profoundly hope you found it engaging and at times humorous, but most of all, uplifting, so that we may, with you, one topic at a time each week, become more encouraged to move forward to an exciting future in, as we always say, this thing called life in America today. So let not your hearts be troubled, your family, finances, faith, freedom. It can be a great future as we talk, listen, respect, and pull together. Please let me hear from you. You can reach me at 972-922-8556. That's 972-922-8556 or Joe Schofield on Facebook or LinkedIn. It'd be a pleasure to know you and we hope you'll listen in again next week on the BBS Radio Network.